0: Good afternoon. It's January fifth, two thousand nineteen. Uh, it's my birthday today, January fifth. Twenty eight years old. Kind of, uh, kind of weird, but you know, it's right. I actually feel the same, so that's good. I guess you know, I don't feel any any worse than I did yesterday, but I feel like I have to tell people I'm twenty eight now, and that's a, uh, that's a whole thing, you know, I'm in my late twenties, but. Okay. Today on the podcast, we got Rami Malkoff. Rami is a uh, comedian in in Milwaukee here, and he's also a uh, sports broadcaster on a radio show. I'm excited to talk to him about that. I'm excited to talk to him about what got him into comedy. He's also, honestly, dude, he's... um, He's a huge staple in the Milwaukee Milwaukee comedy scene. Just helping like producing shows and getting venues for like open mics and uh so people can have a place to practice their material and also producing stand up shows. Like he he hooked me up a couple weeks ago. I was on this uh big MMA show when the UFC was in Milwaukee, the cage fight and stuff. And uh he let me get on that show and that was awesome just as a as a fan. So um big props to him for that, but he's helped out with a shitload of shows over the, over the years. And, and so I'm excited to get, get to know him and just kind of go from, go from there, man. He's always been a gem of a dude to me, always been a very nice guy, always very funny as well. So I'm excited to get, get to know him a little bit because he's moving, uh, I believe tomorrow to Minneapolis. And so for a new job with sports broadcasting out there. So I'm excited to figure that out as well. And, Just kinda let him, let him say his piece before he dips out. So without, let's give it up for Mr. Rami Malkov.
1: I that scene. Catch a plane and see somewhere new. Just got married last year. Treated so good that it ain't even fair. Already got a boy, not a baby girl's here. Bought us a house like the Pansy and Fairs. Not two years ago, I was homeless. I've been crashing on the couch of my homies. Not crashing on the couch with COVID. Signed a mortgage and bought my own shit. Should have seen when they handed me the keys. I still couldn't believe that it was mine. Hey, like, baby, hurry up, let's leave. For these damn people, change.
0: All right, Rami, thank you for coming on, man. Uh, I kind of gave you a brief introduction before the show started, yeah. but I guess kind of we'll get right into it. What got you you into first. Let's talk about radio. Uh, then let's talk about comedy. What came first? Um, Actually, first
2: uh, I wanted to, or clear. wherever the hell you <laughs> are. How do we do this? That's just, uh, what's going on, man? <laughs> I want to clear something up. So I've been I host I've been hosting the open mic yeah. at Whiskey Bar and before that Karma for a long time, and you've been coming out for a while. I've been introducing you as Avery Rapier. Yes, I've heard Chris Schmidt introduce you as Avery Rapier. How do you? How the fuck? It's actually
0: Rapier. It It is is. okay. Okay. So I've
2: been saying your name wrong all this time. No, you've been saying it right. Oh, it's Rapier. Oh, it is Rapier. So Chris Schmidt. Uh, Yeah, he's been saying.
0: But I think it's because it sounds so much like rape. (laughs) <laughs> like, everybody stays away from it, you know, so they're like, ah, rapier, but it is, it is actually rapier, but it's uh, ra- Well, technically, if you were to say it like the French, like how the French say it, which yeah. is what, my, what the yeah. of my last name is, is it's rapier. Let's not rapier. do that. Yeah, let's well, not, let's do, not that. Do, do that. We can't do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, and the other thing
2: is, I wanted to say you have done something in your comedy career, I've never done which is you choked out a racist clown dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the magician, oh, yeah, dude, that was
2: a racist magician, that I'm was sorry. A crazy night, <laughs> dude. Did, were you there that I dude? wasn't, but oh I heard all God. about it. Yeah, man, like he
0: He's just dropping end bombs. I, that's what I heard. And yeah. Yeah. Oh so my God. God. It just God happened so fast. But I wouldn't have done it. Like God if he bless just you. dropped the end bombs. Like I would have stayed. Up. <laughs> it didn't need to get physical. But he was like pushing at Niles and shit. And it was like, a Oh blast. really? Yeah. Is that that what like happened. Started, yeah. So he oh, okay. he started pushing Niles afterwards. This black comedian. Yeah. Niles Nelson, this black comedian. Yeah. So they he like squared up with Niles, started pushing him, and I asked the magician like three times to leave. And like trying to put get my hand in between them, yeah, and like separate them. And then he like pushed past me, and then that's when I grabbed his back. But I didn't even put him in a chokehold then. <laughs> I just like held his back. I was like, "Dude, you gotta leave." And then he's like. Started freaking out, and that's when I put him in the chokehold. I didn't
2: do it just because he said, "Like I'm not gonna just like throw him." No, bombs, so. but yeah, no. It, it
0: is kind of funny. See, it's, like, it's that you,
2: you wouldn't just choke out a racist magician, but a racist violent magician. Racist violent means to be yeah. choked out. Yeah, so, so yeah. good for you. was pretty nuts. God bless. <laughs> it was a
0: fun night. Was, uh, <laughs> it, afterwards, I had like one of the best sets ever too. You like, <laughs> we went to art party, you know? Yeah. You know, up and under goes like yeah. Uh, you go up yeah, and you under. you that go art party an hour yeah. after, and so we go to our, our and everybody's all right. kind of, like, feeling good for, because we beat up the, you mag- <laughs> the magician got kicked out, and, like, nobody got hurt, it was fun, and, uh, everybody got hammered, and then I had, like, one of the best nights of my life, it was a good night, it was, a, it was like, one of the best nights of, comedy. Kind of- that i've ever had that's great That's awesome and
2: just a phrase choke out a racist magician is just a funny yeah so a, gotten funny funny i've gotten robbed by a midget
0: i've gotten i've gotten
2: in a fist fight with a little magician. it's a little person i know person. i say Midget, and i feel like it pisses
0: people off i actually um i was looking when i trained this little person right, right. i had to look up different exercises because their anatomy is very different than, like, ours, so, like, a bench press, like, their po- pivot point is slightly different than somebody with longer arms. Okay. And everything's the same with a squat mechanic. Right. So I had to, like, look into, like, all this stuff, like, uh, like where their knees are in alignment, like, with their hips, and it was... It was really weird, but I kept saying, I was like, for this midget programming, we need, like, while I'm talking to this little person, then I'm just pissing them off, But I'm like, dude, I put in like six hours worth of research
2: just to get, quit getting hung up on the word midget. I'm sorry, I don't mean anything by it, just have it. you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd imagine that doesn't... They don't like that. Yeah, probably right. not. Probably not. Probably not. I guess I wouldn't well, All right. It's Sorry a- to hijack your no, podcast. No, that's okay. Yeah. So but what no, did no, you want to <laughs> ask me
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um when did uh so I guess what got you into 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 comedy?
2: Into comedy? Yeah. Um we'll go with comedy
0: then kinda of talk about the sure. radio.
2: Um I just i I've, I've always like loved comedy. This is gonna sound corny or whatever, but like um some of my earliest memories are watching Johnny Carson's monologue. Like that yeah. was, yeah. Like some, like my parents. If I was good Friday and Saturday, they'd let me stay up to watch Johnny, Johnny Carson's Carson. monologue uh, on Friday, and if I was really lucky, I'd get to watch like some of Saturday Night Live on Saturday. So it was like, oh yeah. Like, like, seri- like some of my Wait, early, how old are you? Around? I'm you thirty. To... No, I'm thirty nine. Oh, um So yeah, I just always, I always loved comedy, oh, and I oh, was, good. I and and then I remember the first time. Somebody made it look cool, and I was like, "Ooh." Do you was remember? Like, it was that Johnny Carson? It was here? Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like Johnny oh, yeah. Carson was like a different, like kind, like he's kind like of friendly family, friendly, friendly, right? Like, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but Eddie Murphy made it look like oh, like you like some cool like some rock style. star shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, yeah. With the leather suit and like the he had the music and then the fucking entrance to the stage he's that just, they filmed, you know what I mean? Like, great, yeah, he made it.
0: He made it look. I've cool. heard like stories just on other podcasts of him being like the funniest, funniest guy in the barbecue. Like, yeah, he, he doesn't really do anything too much in Hollywood anymore. Right. But like, if you just go to one of his parties, he's just one of the funny, like, like out of this world will make you hyperventilate laughing while he's just, like, sitting in this kitchen. Like, yeah. You know, no, I believe awesome that. Though. I believe... That's
2: he's awesome. he's fucking hilarious. He's always... And Raw and Delirious remain maybe, like, one and two, or at least top five, as far as comedy specials go, in my opinion. Yeah. So, like, from the time I saw Raw, which was the first Eddie Murphy special I saw, and I saw it way too young in age. I don't even remember how old I was, but probably, yeah. like, nine I was gonna say,
0: 10. I saw it for the um, first time when I'm, like, 24, and I loved it. Yeah. Um... But I guess it would have had way more impact on me if I had seen it. I mean, I was up.
2: like nine or ten, right? And like from then on, I was like, "Ooh, I want to try that."
0: That was. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to sound super weird? But the guy who did it for me when, uh, when I was super young was Ron Ron
2: White from Blue <laughs> <was a> Collar <laughs> Comedy Tour. He was so funny, but he's just but so To honest. me, he's he's like the one funny dude. From that, oh, he's yeah. the only funny dude on yeah. that tour, if you ask me. Yeah, Comedy is, is subjective, and if, whatever true. you find funny is great. Go ahead, do your thing. Uh, but he, uh, for me, out of that whole tour, he was he was the one. Have dude you seen some
0: of his stuff on Netflix, Ron White's stuff? Uh, like not his Netflix stuff, stuff, but some of his older stuff. I had. Dude, some of his newer stuff, he goes dark. And it's okay. and it's the best, yeah, best Ron White ever. I'll check it's, it out. It's a great. I'm a huge fan. I'll right check now. it out. So when was like the first time you did stand up? What? I you've always been a fan, but when were you like? You know, I'm going to give this a go.
2: I was like uh, 23, 24. Um, Shit, so you've been doing a comedy for a while. Well, here's the thing. So I did it like five or six times. Oh, I went okay, to an, yeah. I went to an open mic at a place called the Lions Den down in Chicago um which actually I went back there recently and it's not the lions then anymore it's an it's an english soccer pub okay and like the room in the back where they had the stand up the stand up show i think it was every tuesday night like they fucking they built a wall and now it's the kitchen for oh, this God, fucking okay. place dude it was kind of sad to see but it was cool to go back there like the first place i ever did stand up um and a lot of like uh Pete Holmes and Kumail Nanjiani Hannibal Buress like All those dudes were, and a couple other guys who aren't coming to mind right now. They were regulars at this open mic. I was there for uh, Pete Holmes. Like, he he didn't know I was there. I was just some fucking dude. Right. Um, But uh, they had, like, a send-off for him before he, he left for L.A. And, like, three years later, he was... He was on Conan and shit. He yeah. <laughs> the guy did Crashing, right? Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. Right. Just the, um, making sure I got the guy in. Well,
2: um, so I did that open mic like five or six times, and then I got, um, I was working, I was like early in my radio career, um, and I got my first. So you were
0: already in radio before. Yeah, and
2: it. I got my first sort of break. Um, I got the job as the producer of our Brewers post-game show. Um, so I was like, well, shit, comedy's going to have to go on hold for yeah. a while. Cause doing a post game show, I'm working like five, six nights a week. There isn't really time to dedicate to stand up comedy at all. So, so I did it five or six times and then didn't do it again for eight years. Wow. Okay, yeah. So then you're
0: 30 at this time.
2: 31. Yeah. one. Thirty. Th- uh, let's see. I've been doing, uh, I was like 33 at that time. Yeah. Okay. So the first time I now. did it, I must've been like 25. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, what brought you back to it?
2: Um, Well, I always wanted to go back to it. And then, uh, so years and years later, um, I became the producer of the afternoon show, and then I became the host of the afternoon show. Um, And at that point, my nights freed up because I wasn't doing the post-game show anymore. Yeah. Um, And I kept saying I was going to do it for, like, a year. I was like, I'm going to go back to stand-up. I'm going to go back to doing stand-up. And uh, people who... Who didn't know me when I did stand up. They're like, you're not even funny, dude. Like, you're not doing state. You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. And, uh, my, my co-host and basically my brother now, uh, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, um, he's also management at the radio station that I oh, previously worked at. And, uh, he worked out a deal without my knowledge, uh, for an endorsement um with the comedy cafe okay uh where i would host the weekend before they go on hiatus during summer or i would host the the last night before they went on hiatus during the summer um and then come back after the 3 week hiatus and host the opening night okay um of the uh of the post summer and why, just, Schedule. just for fun,
0: for like uh, marketing,
2: more like a marketing thing, be like, hey, we got Rami from the sports show right. coming on? Right, okay. yeah. Um, so he comes to me and he's like, hey, you know how you've uh, been saying you're going to go back and do stand-up? Um, well, you better... You better fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, you better dust off that shit you were doing because uh, you're hosting at the Comedy Cafe in a month. Oh, shit, okay. In a month. I needed okay. to, to have, like, uh, I think it was, like, ten minutes. Oh, boy. I needed to have, like, ten minutes ready in a month. Okay. Um, so I just started. Did you go to open mics? I, yeah, I just started going to open mics, and the first one I found was uh-huh. at the Miramar. I don't know if you've ever done yeah, that I open did. mic. I
0: that one. I had to follow a guy playing a flute,
2: dude. I followed a guy playing. 45-year-old man. <laughs> I followed a guy playing a ukulele. Oh, yeah. I, I've I followed poets. I followed. Poets. There's a satanic poet. It's a no, really? I'm, yeah, sitting oh. pretzel legged
0: for ten minutes.
2: Um, it's an interest. I don't want to. Forty uh, years old, <laughs> <laughs> grown man, grown man. Doing I don't, don't want to uh, degrade anyone here who's who's trying to do their thing artistically. I'll just say it's an it's an interesting room. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I found Karma. Um, which was yeah. Just
0: Tell me about Karma, karma dude. Because I heard you. I have heard you were like a big pioneer for setting shit up throughout Milwaukee, like uh, setting. Setting uh venues up. Like Mike's, uh you had a big role in uh, I mean obviously whiskey bar, but I've heard of other ones in the past and, and the names are drawn drawn a blank. Um, like I mean, you've I've always helped out a lot in the scene and I didn't well, want to talk the, about that. Uh
2: and Jason Hillman rock. and David Millar and Casey Michelson, Josh Balloon, all Eric Thorson, like all those guys before me with who started the Cast of Killers. Um, they they were they were setting up rooms long before I was even around and especially Karma. I mean Karma was The fucking room in the city long before I ever hosted there. Um, What do you mean?
0: Like why? What ended? Why did it end? Why Why did did Karma end?
2: Yeah. Well, it had been going downhill for a little while near the end of of um, of Karma's tenure, and then eventually Karma closed. Um, Oh, okay. um, And then, but then it became the uh, they reopened about six weeks later. And it was the Oaken Shield, okay. which was like a gaming bar. They had like board games and video games, and um, they have they'd have like uh, it was, um, I don't know. And it was, uh, and I don't I don't say this disparagingly. It was like a nerdy place, you right, know what I yeah. mean? Like, and they would have like uh, bingo nights and and fucking trivia nights, Star Wars trivia, trivia, night, with- Star Wars, trivia nights, Wars Lord, Tribune, of Re- Lord of the Lord of the Rings right. trivia night, like shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they weren't sure if they wanted to bring back the open mic and we convinced them to, um, and we probably shouldn't have, it was a bad fit. And, uh, after a couple months back there, they were like, yeah, this isn't really working for us. Sure. We don't, we don't want to do this anymore. And so we, uh, we ended up going to the whiskey bar.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah. it was that quick over a yeah. turnaround. Okay. So this is like right when I was
2: first starting. We uh, were at the whiskey bar like a month later.
0: Oh, shit, yeah. okay. There's yeah. only a week, month mm-hmm. that had gone by. Okay, so this is, like, last year, a little, like, spring of last year that all this Yeah. Out. Okay, yeah. so this is more recent than yeah. I thought.
2: hmm Damn. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Um, but the room really wasn't the same for, like, the last year, year and a half, um, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, going back, I guess, to uh, your comedy, because that's more important than karma, right? Uh, I guess what got you into, like, sports broadcasts, too, because that's pretty cool, man. Like,
2: that's a very... That's that's uh, another thing. Like, I'm an idiot, dude. (laughs) 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 Like, I saw people doing things... I liked, and I thought were cool, and I was like, yeah, I should do that. We're that's like... That's
1: why I'm doing a
2: fucking right. podcast in my spare like, bedroom. Like, <laughs> most people have that thought that they come to their senses, and they do something they'll make money doing. But yeah, like what w- <laughs> <like it>. I, <laughs> But that's why we're a good mix. Right. When I can go explore and be a dumbass, and she can be a Right, and, uh, but when I was like 13, 14 years old, like, I always loved sports. Again, one of my earliest memories, in addition to watching Johnny Carson... Is sitting on our living room floor watching Cubs games and just thinking Wrigley Field was the most beautiful place in the world, um, and You're from Chicago, and just no. loving baseball. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I lived in Chicago, um, so I just loved sports. And then when I was like thirteen or fourteen, um, the station came on the airwaves called The Score, and it was sports talk radio, which was something that had not been in existence in my world up until that time and i was like wait i was like guys get paid to like talk Talk about sports and have fun like for a living like they make money doing this um and i was like i want to do this so it was always something like along with stand-up comedy that was sort of in the back of my mind did you have to go to school for this yeah i got a communications degree communications degree and then
0: just like right from that Applied I
2: uh I got an internship at a station, tiny little station in Racine. It was actually two stations that were literally, like they were in a house.
0: In, in a physical house? They were in a house. A domicile? Yeah, like okay. it had been
2: turned into a radio station. Like wow. you walk in and you're in a living room. And there's a fucking secretary's desk <laughs> sitting there that they weird. turned into a lobby, yeah. All right, um, was it like a public did, it was, uh, No, it was uh, WRJN and uh, oh. WEZY. RJN was like a news talk station. Oh, sure. Um, okay. They were based out of Racine, and WEZY was like Easy Listening. Oh, sure, okay. Um, so I, that can, was, I can get like, do it down with that. That, was my, first, like, listening that was my first... Radio experience, dude, and I learned, like, how to run a board there, and, like, okay. I would announce school closings when Man, there was, maybe you
0: can help me. I don't snow. know if you're in a rush right now after, my, <laughs> after the podcast, but maybe you can help me with this <laughs> mic situation. I just got, like, a brand new mic. I just got a brand new mic. We're talking about it. You want to be your engineer? <laughs> no, just set it up for me. Or tell me what to do to set it up. I got a brand new mic for uh, my birthday from my girlfriend. That was uh, very nice so of her. Yeah, very nice of her, but it's sweet, uh-huh. but I, I'm... Uh, a disappointing millennial. Cause I don't know anything <laughs> about technology, dude. I'm just like a disappointment. Uh, my dad knows more. He's 70 years old, knows more about technology. Really? Yeah, I'm bad at it. But wow. uh, that's okay. Uh-huh. But anyways, uh, going back. So you learned how to do the soundboard. You learned how to do all this stuff in your international
2: I, 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 I do like, uh, like announce school closings and stuff. And then they hired oh, sure. me, they hired me for like a, a part-time job from there. And I worked there for about a year and a half. Um, okay. And for the last six months that I was there, like I had, to, I got a job at at Sports Radio twelve fifty. So yeah. I was working at both of them, and I just I was I was looking for a job. I was out of college, looking for a job, and saw that there was a startup sports talk station in Milwaukee. And startups are always like a good opportunity to to get a foot in the door because. There, if the a, boat
0: blows up. You're right there. The well, middle yeah, middle and middle.
2: also, also, I mean, people aren't necessarily clamoring to go to a startup yeah. station in the 35th market in mm-hmm. in the country. You know what I mean? So, sure. like, they, they might hire somebody with a little bit less experience, and and at least for a very entry level, low level entry entry level job, um, which is what I got there. Um, again, just board hopping. Like shifts, nobody fucking wants, dude. Like early Saturday and Sunday mornings or late okay. nights and overnights and stuff like that. Uh, running shows that nobody's listening to. <laughs> 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 it's like frustrating sometimes to be like, oh, who's listening to this right now? It's three in the morning on
0: yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> and then just worked my way up, just worked my way up the ladder okay, from yeah, there. No yeah. that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Dude. That's, so have you been at this station the whole time? you've yeah. Been my, okay, so now you're venturing. 13, out. you're on
2: here. Thirteen years. I was. Uh, I was at. What was originally Sports Radio 1250 and became 105.7 FM, The Fan. Yeah, Dude,
0: that's awesome. Man. Yeah, not
2: many people have in 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 my industry start out their career with a, a 13 year stint at the same station. Yeah, like, I was and, say and I'm really happy and and know how lucky I am for that for to that this. to happen, dude. Most people they have to bounce around from market to market to like get that next to get to that next level and take that next step in their career. I was I found a good situation to sort of climb the ladder and be able to stay and settle into into one place.
0: What's your uh I guess what's like one of your favorite memories?
2: Associated, sorry about that, Gates.
0: Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Didn't uh-huh. you tell me to put my phone on silent? I could have sworn I did, man. could have sworn I did. That is what's so weird. I am so Very sorry about that. Very unprofessional. Very unprofessional. Do you know who you're sitting with? I'm I, a radio I professional. I know. I am so sorry. This is the last, <laughs> last podcast on my cell phone, and we all have to worry about that again. <laughs> idiot, Avery. Idiot. Hey, Avery, why don't you uh, just look <laughs> at <laughs> um What the fuck was I going to... Oh, yeah. What's like one of your favorite... Memories associated with with uh,
2: broadcasting, with sports broadcasting.
0: You, you probably had some great moments. Oh, too. Yeah. Who you, you work with Like a former football
2: player, right? I work with uh, two former football players. Uh, Gary Ellerson, who was a running back for the Packers and the Lions back in the 80s. Wow. And uh, Leroy Butler, who, of course, yeah. everybody listening probably knows. He invented the Lambo Leap when a Super Bowl. Wow. Pecker Hall of Famer. So yeah. that's yeah. kind of... Dude, that's blah, blah, blah. pretty cool. You, are yeah, As a awesome. big
0: sports fan, that's yeah. got to be really cool to...
2: And like I said, the other, the other guy admire. I work with is uh, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, who uh, is like my big brother. I'm sorry, I don't basically. know who he is. I don't no, watch football. <laughs> I don't watch... <laughs> I watch... Uh, I no, can he's tell not you a football about. player. He's oh. just a radio guy. Oh, sure. Okay. But
0: so people you really admire. That's <laughs> awesome, I love these guys, <laughs> dude. They're like...
2: They've become like family to me. For sure. That's cool. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Yeah. So... I don't know if I could pick one memory, dude. Like, it was just, it was literally, like, it became just hanging out with your buddies for 20 hours a week and talking sports and fucking having fun. You know what yeah, I mean? Man. Dude, like, to pick one moment would be well, impossible. It would, did you guys
0: do, like, any events where you'd go, like, promote, promoting stuff? You, you had, uh, like, alluded earlier about the Comedy Cafe, like yeah. how you, they would use you to, like, promote
2: yeah. their sports shows. Was there anything like that that really stuck out to you? Um, we'd go out to state fair every year okay. and it was always some kind some kind of fuck some, some sort of shit show would break out there but it so was really Wisconsin <laughs> shit <laughs>
1: right.
0: Wisconsin ass
2: shit.
0: yeah yeah it's a bunch of and people guys, shop at Walmart these
2: guys right. which which it, it can make for great radio but these guys I work with they're kind of easily distracted dude oh yeah
0: okay <laughs> you
2: know what I mean yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. that's great so See, something Will catch their eye and uh, they'll be lost, and I'll have to explain to the audience what's going on. Because <laughs> I'm trying, to, I'm
0: trying to get better at verbally explaining things because it's, there's no visual aid right. in radio, yeah. and that's hard. Yeah, I mean, I'm brand new to this. You've been doing it for thirteen fucking years, and yeah. so could I? I guess then that's a good thing. I didn't even think of. Is there any like good advice
2: you could try to
0: give fellow podcast? Because to- we got some other podcasters who are making their own podcasts who listen. As far as what up. you're
2: just talking about, you want to explain, but not over-explain. Like, yeah. if, you're, if you're telling a story, you can't just say somebody... And this goes for, like, just storytelling in general. I hate fucking talking to somebody, and they'll say someone's name as though I know who that person is. Mike. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know, creepy Mike. You know what I mean?
0: Like, so, like, quickly explain who that yeah. person well, is. creepy Mike is you know I mean? this guy who was uh, rumored child molester in my hometown. And
2: like uh, just rumor <laughs> well, wasn't confirmed,
0: but like I love that. That's your are, example. People are riding <laughs> yes. their bike over there. Yeah, dude. if
2: you're gonna call a guy creepy Mike, then yeah, yeah. you should probably explain why he's creepy Mike. People and ride over there, they and end then up move on with your story, different. right? Yeah, they come back different. And like, no matter how many times you've 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 explained <laughs> that, like you can't assume your whole audience has heard it before. So every time you mention creepy Mike, yeah, you should quickly explain. Who the fuck creepy Mike is for somebody who might be hearing that for the first time. Yeah, like my girlfriend, she'll always do
0: that with like her co-workers. She'll be like, and Vanessa said this, and I'm like and I'm like, I know I met them all at the <laughs> holiday party all at once, but I can't I know who fucking the fuck remember that. Is? Yeah, I don't know who Bridget is. I don't know who I know who her boss is, but I forget his name. Right. I know what he looks like. Yeah. To, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I couldn't pick I couldn't pick out like five of them from a lineup. So
2: anyone. yeah, that that that's like my number one advice is be be descriptive, explain things, but don't over-explain things. But explain things sure. like people are hearing it for the first time. So, like when
0: you're doing sports radio, um,
2: and now, you're now there, there I can assume, yeah, that is that's that, what I was just that, gonna ask that they're gonna what's going to know that on. the audience has a certain level of knowledge and has seen certain things that I'm talking about, or they wouldn't be listening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I'm talking about a game or a major story that's going on, that's fair. There are certain things that I can assume that they come into with with. So is there with a lot of editing pre-existing with your stuff? Or,
0: uh, like when you get it done with it, or is it, is it pretty much like you say your piece and it's live? No, it's four hours live. Okay. Monday through Friday. That's what I thought. It's yeah. Like you're,
2: that's crazy, man. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes, sometimes some, you ever drop like an F-bomb
0: or. Anything? I
2: haven't. I've come. I've come pretty close, dude. I've come pretty close and I've you had Did you ever say the N-word and I've, then like push, push Leroy, <laughs> Leroy and Butler and start fighting No Because no, no. <laughs> no. I saw a magician no. do that
0: last week <laughs> It's funny <laughs> <laughs> I just never like part of me dude, part of me was like damn like uh, the comedian in me I was like damn dude he's just having a rough Did comedy. you come
2: on this podcast and apologize for that? Uh, Somebody told me you apologized for choking out the I didn't apologize magicians. for
0: choking them out. I apologized for freaking anybody out because people were, I could tell people were a little freaked out, dude. I could see it in their face. <laughs> I could see it in their face what and uh like I could see it in there like cause I put him out cold I would applaud like, I, I mean like, there, no, dude, there yeah, were yeah. people like Ben Ben Mayer I don't yeah. know if you know that guy is but yeah. he was fucking smiling and he was, like, <laughs> he was having the best time of his life and uh, he was he, just howling laughing other people like my buddy like Jeff cousin, I could tell Jeff was a little shaken up dude and like I talked to Jeff afterwards and I'm like hey, man I'm sorry and he's like no I'm glad like it was you but it it's like cause like like a guy did yeah. die for a second. <laughs> you know, like mean? he went lifeless and uh- it's, it's still, I, I I didn't apologize, I fucked the magician, you know, like, yeah, but <laughs> not bad, but I am sorry to freak anybody
1: out, and they have to come to that,
0: that's what I apologize for, so I'm sorry if my words got confused, sometimes I'll uh, I'll miss, misspeak, I guess. I would have stood up and applauded. That's <laughs> there <laughs> he's just fucking laughing, he's like, my buddy just beat up a, beat up a racist magician, well, I'm sorry No, if I'm hold on, let's be
2: clear, it. let's be clear, going back to what we said at the start, a racist, violent, racist magician. violent magician. Right, yeah. 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 yeah don't choke somebody understand. out just for being racist. Yeah. Ridicule them, shame them. Yeah, shame Let's, them. But don't don't sink to their level. You can throw but, you can throw soft objects but, at them. But two. if it's a violent if it's a violent racist magician, by yeah. all means. I'm not, Choke I them know, out. So I, remember, put I, him was, down. I was
0: honestly thinking I was in the moment and I had him like in a half Nelson, which is like where your arm yeah. goes underneath his arm and so then on the you back go. side Describing of your things. neck. Right. Thank um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying
2: to, because I was, know what a half Nelson is, but they might not. Right. <laughs> um, so I had him in
0: a half Nelson, and I was thinking for a split second, I was like, oh, I can knee this motherfucker in the face really bad. Right <laughs> I like, no, I don't do that. I was thinking about doing that, I not, But then I was like, no, I just put him in the
2: chokehold. Yeah. I
0: remember like thinking of it. Yeah. Because.
2: He goes from restraint to assault.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, what <laughs> yeah. he gets a concussion, sure. he does a lot of cocaine. He, yeah. does, he does copious amounts of cocaine, I've heard. <laughs> Uber. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. 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 Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what I'm. Um, are you gonna go check out the comedy scene in, in Minneapolis, too? Yeah, you gonna keep continuing doing it?
2: I hear it's a great scene. I do too. Dude. I I I hear know it's I'm a really, really you, good scene. I, I'm I, looking I, forward to it. I
0: get, we're gonna have to make a trip once you get a little established Anytime, to, dude. we'll have
2: to go and um Anytime. do some shit, it'll be fun. I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna take a just a short break from stand up when I first get up there just because
0: get situated with each other. Yeah, right? I wanna
2: really I wanna really Uh, like dive into my job and like really commit myself to it for at least the first like month or so until i really get a feel for for where i'm at and find my footing but yeah man i can't wait i can't wait to get into the minneapolis comedy well the twin cities comedy scene not just minneapolis yeah dude Um, my
0: my grandma my aunt lives there she's pretty cool she's she's really like she's weirdly into birds though so I didn't really spend as much time with her as I should have been, but I always wanted to go to Minneapolis and stay with her, but I just didn't want to go bird watching. So I don't I have birds, dude, so
2: you can crash on my couch yeah, dude, if you need no, to. No, that does right.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have a pit bull, but no birds. That's cool. <laughs> That's, uh, so are you married, or are you... Uh, no, I got a girlfriend. girlfriend, though? Yeah, okay. yeah, Dude,
0: for some reason, I thought you were married with kids so this whole time, and... Uh, no, no, yeah, no I'm not no. ready for kids, dude. No way. No, it's good, man. No. If I didn't
2: make an oopsie, I wouldn't be either. I make ready. that radio money, dude. I yeah. can't (laughs) (laughs) i was
0: gonna ask you like um i mean podcasting is something i love doing yeah i'm obviously not making money at it yet but like uh eventually down the line it would be cool you would hope so yeah i would hope so if i if i put time in but i guess as a guy who's dedicated a good chunk of his career life uh to on like talking right is it uh is it weird like, nowadays, like, look, is it weird to relate to other people just for, like, jobs, I feel like? Because, like, I'll, just as a personal trainer, I've been doing personal training for seven years. Like, it's hard for me to relate to some people with with jobs. Like, on a, on a uh, on a, I guess, what am I trying to say? Like, a, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that people understand like what I do for a job, like I talk to people all day long as a personal trainer. Yeah, I I get to know people. I try to build relationships all day long because i work with general population, like older people, right, who are telling me all about all about their their kids, their grandkids, all that stuff. But you have to build relationships with people in order for them to trust you to put right. them through workouts. Yeah, know? so that's and about. really and
2: and and that's something that uh, a mentor of mine told me early on in my radio career. He was like, "You're," he was like. You're not talking at people. You're building a relationship with people. So that's that's what you're trying to do in broadcasting of any kind. In in my opinion, you're trying to build a a relationship with your audience. But um, um, (laughs) I can't. (laughs) (laughs) We're alluding Um, to something else in the (laughs) 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 podcast. But I do. I, I have a hard time relating to like people who have. Like, normal, normal job, and, and not relating to them as a person, but, like, no. when, when they start talking to me about, like, their day-to-day job, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, to, that's what I meant. I, just can, I can space out. Like, it's just, it's it's kind of it's kind of boring to me. I'm not going to lie, dude. Yeah. It's why I do what I do. I don't think I could do that. Um, I know. I, I don't but, think I can do that. But God that bless job. everybody who does. I'm not saying that to, like... To say that it's 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 better or it's worse or or what I'm doing is better know, or we're just wired, right? Everybody. I just right. But I always I, always I felt wired, like, but But I can relate right. to them on other levels, like sure. just as just as a person or whatever the case might They're be. Like they Star Wars, the, right? But the weirdest thing for me is um, I feel I feel stupid telling people what I do for a living because it's it's borderline unbelievable to me. Like I've been applying for apartments out in Minneapolis, which is a whole other fucking story. Yeah, well, let's sell so it. We were talking into about that. that before the podcast, saying you wanted to save that for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, um, <laughs> but like you know, they ask you what you what brings you to to town. Why are you moving to to Minneapolis or whatever the case might be? Yeah. And I'm like, I got a I got a job, and of course they ask what kind of job, and I'm like, I'm a sports talk radio host because like I. It, I I have trouble even saying it because it seems so fucking ridiculous. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I literally talk about sports into a microphone. All day long. Three, four hours a day, which so you is must awesome. be like a walking encyclopedia um, of
0: knowledge for sports, dude. Um,
2: I wish I knew more about
0: this. This podcast would be way more...
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I probably know more than the average person or
2: the average sports fan. Do you retain a lot of stuff that, that you say, like,
0: in the moment? Like, things that you said, like, five years ago about a game... Like, a game that sticks out to you between, like, the Patriots or whoever the fuck. Um, um, or, I don't need to see, it. this is how much, yeah. this is how unprepared I am for this. Some this, stuff, The some Patriots stuff. and the Bengals? <laughs> some stuff, some
2: stuff stands out. I don't think that was a real big game. Um, but some stuff, <laughs> <laughs> some stuff does stand out. Um, but, no, I don't, I don't retain, like, everything. There are some guys who are like that, who just have yeah, ridiculous memories. Yeah, um, but I don't retain as much as... As some people do at all. Um, Like, I I can't even retain what we were just talking about before. So, So is it like
0: one of your favorite things uh, when you're talking with your friends? Does it kind of drive you nuts? If they'll bring up sports, no, I love it. Okay, so you that's, like doing yeah. it in your free time too? You'll yeah. do it all day. You'll that's just why I do day. it because like, oh, yeah, I used man. to have
2: these stupid conversations with my brother and my friends, and I was like, I could get paid for this shit. And that's what made you,
0: yeah, <laughs> <right? laughs> awesome. yeah. No, that's great. Man. Well, you went after it and you got it because yeah. everybody says that. Everybody says like, oh, I could be a sports announcer. I could be a it's- conversation. I would love me. I would love to be a UFC commentator. Yeah. Oh my god, I would yeah. love that. And an analysis uh, yeah. af, or an, an analyst after the uh, after shows. You know, I would love that. And I've always said that I could do it. And like maybe I
2: could. But I I'm think not it, doing it. I think it takes know? a certain a certain gift of gab that you're either born with or you're not. Kind of. It's. I think that and stand of comedy have that in common. Like there I think so too. there is a certain there is a certain amount of it that you I think you either have or you don't. Like. You can call it it. You can call it whatever you want to right. call it. Um, I think there's a certain amount that you either have or you don't. You're but it's like it yeah, it's like but, in sports. Too. But then but then it's about the grind and it's about putting the work in and and yep. and developing that and turning it into something. You know what I mean? And work be, ethic and being willing to eat shit while you're doing that. You so if you you're like had, eat shit.
0: I guess that brings me. To, have you had like broadcasts that you knew were just dog shit broadcasts? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. For sure, like that you know as you're doing it, yeah. you know it's just piss poor. Yeah. Do you get yeah, any like sure. hate for that? And if so, do you like like do people give you shit for it? Like do you, on social media, uh like employ not employers, but just like like I guess people. uh Of course, you're gonna get criticism from your your employers and everything, right. mean, but uh um, that's different, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just talking about like <laughs> like fans and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, there people are gonna people are gonna people talk shit, dude. And, and, and how do you kind of keep that from bothering you? I just don't care.
2: <laughs> did you have it like really with you at
0: moments and then like you uh learned to deal just deal with it or did you have, or just not give a fuck? About yeah, it's never like
2: really gotten under my skin like I'll <laughs> I'll go back and forth with trolls sometimes really? just cuz it's fun on Twitter mostly or <laughs> yeah, rap? mostly on Twitter but just cuz it's fun. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it it doesn't I'm not really mad. It doesn't bother me at all. They don't get under my skin. At all? I don't even know this dude, man. Yeah, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, why would I possibly care You know what, what I his opinion out? of me is? Um, but I'll just do it for... Fu- I mean, I think it's good... I think it's good practice for comedy sometimes to I fuck so with too. these trolls. Yeah. Just, I think the, I Well, I think podcasting, I
0: guess, in general. Like, maybe not fucking with trolls, but I, I haven't really dealt with that. But podcasting, I feel like it's just helped me with my comedy just because I'm talking out loud. Yeah. More in trying to sure. be, in a sense, silly, but not like... Yeah, uh,
2: no, my my radio work definitely... Helps and complements my my comedy work and vice versa. My comedy work helps right. and complements my radio work. You know what I
0: found out that disappointed me was the other that? day. My buddy is a huge Twitter troll, like a huge Twitter troll <laughs> to the point where he has had several of his accounts shut down, oh, uh, Jesus. and he has to make new accounts because he yeah. like it's super political, hardcore Republican guy you might who need just like signs, dude. dude not because he's a Republican,
2: but because he's a Trump.
0: <laughs> I know, no, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, I can deal with him being a Trump supporter, but I can't deal with this shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I can't have friends like this. <laughs> it was mad, bro. Like, and I and hung out with him for a while, and I just hung out with him a little bit ago. He doesn't. None of my friends listen to this podcast. Only people in the comedy <laughs> So I can say this, but uh, you know, he fucking. He, he,
2: it's the racist magician, isn't
0: it? Yeah, we I mean, were <laughs> best friends. Then I was like, okay, he said the N-word. He, he attacked a dude. He's a troll and a Trump supporter. Gotta cut him loose. Yeah. <laughs> and a magician. Dude. And a magician too. He <laughs> <laughs> calls everybody pretty lady. And pretty lady. Every girl. I know, dude. Me so and uh, me and Jeff Kelsey. One day, we were over at Rounding Third, and him and I were smoking in the parking lot after after an over mic one night. And my girlfriend came with me once there, and the magician was there. And my girlfriend said, she's like, hey, I'm going to close on my tab. I was like, okay, I'm going to go outside and smoke with Jeff real quick. Just meet me out there. Yeah. And so, like, Jeff and I got done, and we're, like, kind of waiting around. I'm, like, waiting around, and I'm like, where is she? So I go inside, and I see the magician, like, just back, like, cornering her into a wall, just, like, talking her up, and she's like trying to get out of there you know oh, she, you should see she's, she's very weird. uncomfortable and like it was super weird and i just over here a little bit he's like hey pretty lady like how are you? he's like why don't you uh like just talking about like how, if she enjoyed the show and all that stuff and it's like it wasn't a show first of all it was three people at an open mic and during the <laughs> middle of the pa- during the middle of the Packer game oh my God. nobody's paying attention this was in the show. middle of the Packers yeah, game yeah dude that it's sunday nights Sunday nights at like 7.30, so in the middle of like football season, you know. Oh my
2: god, dude. Not good. And yeah. it was like early, it was
0: like October, you know, September, yeah. maybe October. Yeah. yeah, you know, just that shit, so. Oh, Jesus. What else is up, man? <laughs> 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 I'm gonna really miss you, man. Thank you for everything. I do, uh, I do really appreciate it, because you've always been very nice to me. No problem, um, dude. Yeah, I appreciate this spot. The I s- Let's talk about that. How did, how did the MMA show? How did you get Adam Hunter to get there? How did the Dana White end up being there? Because this was a crazy night.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Um, well, the whole Adam Hunter thing that happened through a connection with uh, with the whiskey bar. I don't know if it. Oh. Yeah, I think it was um, either. The- I think it's either the owner or the GM, Ricky, who you know. Yeah. I was always at the bar and were there. Yeah. Really um, cool. They somehow got in touch with, with Adam, Adam Hunter because uh, he was coming to town for the MMA, for the UFC fights yeah. at the uh, Serve and um, was looking for a venue to do stand-up because we don't have a fucking club. Right. Um, so um, so he somehow got in touch with the whiskey bar, and uh, we lined the whole thing up. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Man. And then Adam, I mean... That's Adam is obviously the reason that Dana White showed up because they're right. they were well, they, they there. Yeah, too, right? yeah, him too. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> was there to see Avery appear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, that was a crazy night, dude. That was a that was a packed house, and dude. Like, that was yeah. fun,
0: man. That was that was uh, experience. I remember. Look at a lot them. of very
2: famous UFC people who I don't know because I'm like a casual UFC fan. Like sure. I, I know the big names, but right? Like yeah. Conor McGregor. I know who so. Dana White is. Obviously. Yeah, I
0: do. <laughs> I, I looked in the crowd and I saw Dana White laughing at my set, so I was like, okay, that's cool. Nice. And uh, I was like, yeah, I, he's really the only person. I, I
2: didn't even to... see him come in or go. out. I didn't know he was there.
0: I saw him. I saw he was standing. He's sitting right next to my girlfriend. My girlfriend didn't even realize. It. Oh, really? And, uh, my my buddy came as well, and he's just like, "Where's Dana White?" And I'm like, dude, look right over there. He said, you're 2 o'clock. And so he looks to his 2 o'clock, you know, and he uh, just sees him right there. He's like, oh, shit. That
2: I seriously is... never saw him.
0: Oh, yeah. He, dude, he, like, stopped Carter on the way out, Carter Deems. Yeah. And told him he thought Carter was hilarious. He, nice. Dana White, dude. That's, that's awesome, oh, yeah, dude. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Dude. Carter was, like, freaking out about it after the show. I've never seen him more excited. <laughs> I <think laughs> always said it was funny. <laughs> it was that's awesome. great, yeah, dude. cool. I've never seen Because, you know, Carter's kind of like uh he reminds me of, like, a slightly autistic kid who, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who
1: just,
0: like, never, like, goes more than a seven, but never under, like, a three. So, like, he's kind of just right in the middle. Right, yeah. Uh, but he's
2: was, he was stoked.
0: It was pretty cool, man. I it was, Car- like, but thank you. Thank you for the show. No, yeah, no dude, problem. Bro, man. Was, that was, was a, was a was fun, fun night, fun.
2: dude. That's was fun. That was great. Um, oh, my my, my, my before we go, my uh apartment hunting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. back to that. Yeah. So, um I found this great apartment. That I loved, and I applied for it, and I told the guy before I applied for it, I was like, hey man, look, I was working in Milwaukee Radio all these years, wasn't making great money, uh, my my credit took a beating over the last few years, I was like, I'm just going to be up front with you, he was like, oh yeah, he was like, no problem, we work with people with bad credit all the time, as long as your income is three times the rent, okay, the place is yours, don't worry about it, I was like, cool, awesome. So I applied for the apartment, he called me back a day later, and I'm rejected, damn, and he goes, all I, he goes, like, I can't legally divulge everything to you over the phone, um, but you can request a report. And all I can say is that there's something beyond the credit that's getting in the way. So I look this shit up, dude. I get the screening report. My name is flagged by OFAC. What's OFAC? The Office for Foreign Assets Control. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. Why is it black? No, because real. I share the last name with a Syrian billionaire. Oh, who's you know, no shit. I, sh- I share the, not just the last name. My full name, Rami Makloff, is a Syrian billionaire who uh, is funding the Assad regime. That, you're not kidding. I'm right? not kidding. Dude. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh so yeah, I'm, uh, and so now I have to petition this shit. I'm living in an Airbnb until wow. I can fucking get oh, an so apartment. You,
0: you can't. You're well, not going to get any apartment. No, ever No. Wow. So, like, wow. How do they not know?
2: I don't. It's not the first day I even spell the fucking
0: same Oh, right. Okay. How does he spell his? It's R-E-M-I
2: Mine is R-E-M-I-E Hey, attention
0: um, to detail, people. Right. These
2: motherfuckers just checked the box without doing any research and yeah. fucked up my whole life. That's wow. ba- basically what they did. This dude is 50 years old. Wow. <laughs> I'm 39. He does have a son who's, I think, a little bit younger than me and looks like if I grew up with privilege. <laughs> <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> and his name is... He's Robbie Makhlouf Jr., this wow. motherfucker. Is, and he, do, he has, like, the same... Hair is mean, but it's much shinier and much more well kept. Yeah, he's, and he's Probably like uses L'Oreal. Has a beard, and this dude is stacked. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, wow, built like a fucking brick a house. Hair? He's oh, driving yeah. Ferraris and shit. Like he has, like the life so I is I want. he wanted right now. And is that why? I mean, I guess. A freeze on I it. I guess he's wanted oh. by the U.S. government. Damn. You would think. So yeah, dude So when you
0: applied, did you have anybody like give you a call and be like, We know you're trying to get an apartment
2: <laughs> so, anything weird like that? No, I requested this fucking credit screening report or this uh, apartment screening so report. So what do you
0: have to do to get it back on track
2: now? So I've, I've filed a petition to overturn it. I sent it to my fucking Who did you send license, it to? my birthday. No, the screening company. OFAC is closed for the fucking government shutdown. Oh
0: yeah well, you're... Dude, this is... They're just doing this against all people of... Uh, existed, <laughs> Trump is trying to... Trying they're to like, hearts. ah, he's brown.
2: Yeah, he's, he's brown. Got, his name is Robbie Makhlouf. Check yeah, that man. box. <laughs> Fuck this, dude. He's a ISIS. He's <laughs> ISIS. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah. Well, so how...
0: That's got to be expensive,
2: staying in an Airbnb, though. Yeah, the radio station is covering it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Damn, it's really nice. So it's the radio? Can you say what radio Yeah, I'm going to uh, 1500 ESPN. Okay, so, so sticking with ESPN. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. The station I worked here was not ESPN. Oh, it wasn't? Um, okay, for some no. reason I thought it was. Okay. no. Um, no, I did not work for the local ESPN. Milwaukee Station. That's how much I
0: know about sports.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So prepared for the (laughs) center. I'm learning it. I'll learn it as I go. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm going up there to 1500 ESPN in the Twin Cities. Um, is that, like,
0: shift work? Like, how's your job... Do you have, like, a normal schedule where you go in, like, 9 o'clock and work till... Or do you, like, go in it? I don't know.
2: Well, I'll have a, I'll have a daily show. Okay. Um, is it always at the same time? I don't time? know. It, it is going to be at the same time. When is this going to air? I'll probably get
0: it out by the or tomorrow. Oh, okay. Or then I is. can't
2: say exactly what my shift will be or exactly oh, right. what I'll be doing. Because okay. the radio station hasn't announced it yet. Oh, yeah. Um, right. So I'm not allowed to disclose that information. But it will be. I'll have a daily show. Um, oh, sure. Uh, yeah, Monday through Friday. And then there will be other stuff, too. Like I was telling you beforehand, I... Um, they want to do something that like really isn't being done a lot in in local sports talk radio, um, which is they want to they want to merge like the the digital and and the radio side of things and do a lot of entertainment stuff. Like it'll all be sports centric, but not as hardcore sports talk. More more comedy centric stuff. More. Oh, yeah. creative stuff. that's right stuff. up your alley. Yeah, too. Dude, yeah. So that's and that's why I that's why I took this job because oh, yeah. Like, yeah, dude. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited for you, man. Yeah. I love, dude, I love Milwaukee and I, like, like I, we talked about earlier, I love the guys that I work with. Like yeah. I literally consider them family and I wasn't looking to go anywhere but Chicago. Like that's always been the dream. Sure. Is to go back to Chicago and cover the teams I grew up training oh, yeah. for. You know okay. what I mean? But, um. So I, really this opportunity I really right?
0: wasn't looking to go anywhere but Chicago. What so local uh, sports teams do they have, though? You're going to be doing stuff for the Vikings. Vikings Is that weird for
2: Vikings, you? Vikings, Twins, uh, T Wolves. Okay. No, um, oh, man. I mean, I came here and I covered the Packers who. I mean, probably more of a I, I respect, to be clear, before you send me all your hate tweets, I don't care. I respect. No. I'm talking. <laughs> oh yeah. <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners. Sure. I respect yeah. the Packers, but I'm a Bears fan, so I, I mean, I also respect that rivalry. So I hate, I hate the Packers on a certain level. But I came here. I covered them. I covered them fairly, I thought, and objectively, yeah. and, and gave real opinions. I was just like, your team sucks, you, know, <laughs> <dude, dude>, <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? <laughs> Fucking cheese. Um, Packers.
2: So, so if I can do that here, I, I don't see why I, I can't do it in Minneapolis, dude. Um, so and, and I actually, I grew up sort of liking the Twins as far as baseball goes. I uh, okay. loved Kirby Puckett as a kid and those teams back in the 80s and early 90s that, that were really, really good. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, man. It gives me a chance to sort of do some things creatively in, in sports talk radio that there are oh, yeah. a lot of opportunities out there to do. So that's, that's why I took it. That's why I'm, that's why I'm leaving this city that I love and leaving all these dudes that I love both. on on in the radio game and, and in the comedy game, man, I'm going to, I'm going to miss it all, but I think I'm, I'm doing it for a good reason. And that's, that's why I'm going, dude. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. Appreciate I
0: know, it. uh, I know you said you didn't really have a favorite me- radio memory, Mm -hmm. but do you have a favorite comedy memory, something that sticks out to you? Either show you were on, show you produced, show um, one of those weird drunk rants that you and Drew get into Uh after the the (laughs) shows or anything like
2: that? My first first time featuring at the Comedy Cafe, I featured there twice uh, before they closed down. And my first time featuring there, and if if you're listening and you don't know, in, in comedy you sort of work up levels. So you go from being like a host, MC, to being like a feature where you'll do like 25, 30 minutes, and then eventually you become a headliner where you do like 45 minutes to an hour. Um, but my first time featuring, um, the weekend finished, and I I felt really good about myself. Like it was it was a good weekend, and I I, I delivered. I felt like I delivered for a full weekend as a feature. And I get in my car and I turn on my car and the song on the radio is "Today Was a Good Day" by Ice Cube. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> that's, that's the sign of God. Dude. Sign of God dude. And I just rolled down the window, dude. I just drove down. I just drove down, fucking through downtown Milwaukee with "Today Was a Good Day" blaring, and I was like. It was a good day. It was a day. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, Mr. Q. Yeah, that, that's that, that's a moment that really really stands out for me, dude. Like I felt like I had taken a big step in my comedy my comedy career. You know what I mean? And okay. uh, and I felt like something somebody was talking to me <laughs> through that radio and saying, "You know what? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you did. Today was a good day. Well done."
0: That's funny, man. I had a memory. I was dating this girl who we kind of, like, always cheated on each other, you know, and she cheated on me with this guy who was, like, supposed to be a friend of mine, and it hurt my feelings, like, it was the first one I ever took personally. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I was, like, just telling my friends, I was like, I'm not gonna take this shit anymore. I'm not gonna take this shit anymore. And then we're not gonna take it comes on, like, on the radio. Same thing you were just talking about, dude. And I'm like, holy shit! And we're all smoking, we're all like in the smoke cycle. everybody's getting high. And, and it comes on, we're like, dude, it's a sign from Never talk to that bitch again. <laughs> I understand, I went back to her like three weeks later. Of course you did. I'm
2: weak. It's a very unhealthy relationship, the side of things. She took my youth. <laughs> a, yeah, my soul was, yeah. this is a complete opposite of my story <laughs> <laughs>
1: it
2: was a bad day it was not it's a, it's a good a day, day right? that <laughs> wasn't a good
0: day <laughs> but hey man we've been going about an hour is there anything else you want to plug I want to keep it open you want to keep it as uh, organic as possible but is there anything that you want to talk about uh, Are there
2: anything else uh, no man just uh, right? keep following me on social media or but, start yeah, following dude. me on social media because I will be back in town. I know it's a Milwaukee centric show, so most of your people are in Milwaukee. I will be back in Milwaukee. On the comedy scene, so uh, follow me and I'll try and entertain you and uh, let you know when I'm back in town, yo. Hell yeah. I am uh, migrating outside of Milwaukee
0: though. I oh, have nice. a couple guests planned for outside of Milwaukee. Nice! Uh, Look at outside you. of Milwaukee area. We'll big time. So maybe, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Madison and <laughs> Oshkosh. <Wisconsin. laughs> <laughs> a couple people from Chicago, maybe. We'll see. But uh, anyways, Rami, thank you, brother. No problem, Appreciate dude. It. Glad we could make it happen. yeah, We can make it happen. Rami Hell yeah man, thank you Rami That was good to get to know him He's a good guy, I'm gonna miss him And uh, we'll go off with What should we go off with? A little music today we'll do, uh, How about we do Purple Rain By Prince Just cause he's uh He's from the Twin Cities, right? Rami's going there, it's a good song Um, yeah Yeah, we'll do that Alright Rami, thank you very much guys for listening as well um, any feedback, any guests you guys want on, let me know, go on Facebook, uh, go on Instagram, um, and let me know, man, let me know, we'll, uh, we'll keep, keep building up and keep having fun and I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh yeah, yeah, on uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night, Twisted Path Distillery, 8 p.m., be there, be squared, that's in Bayview. Uh, right on, right on first street, I believe I could be wrong about that, but just type in twisted path distillery Wednesday night. I'll be performing there. Jeff Spankowski is hosting the show and producing it. Um, I'll be opening up, I believe. And then we got Mike Berg and Chris Schmidt on as well. So it's going to be awesome, dude. It's going to be a great show. We're going to have a blast. And, uh, so twisted path distillery this Wednesday, it'll be fun. Let's end on some purple rain, man. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for joining us. And we'll, uh, we'll keep it going.